I'm Alec Baldwin, and you're listening to Marketing Trends and the Leeds Art Week. The term content is king has never been more true than it is today. But while marketers are racing to simply come up with effective content at the speed that consumers expect, there is also a struggle to produce and scale that content across all of the various channels that exist today. It's less about cost, it's more about speed and agility. Our world has changed with the pandemic. We all realize that it's accelerated that change. We all live in a digital first world and businesses have to adapt to that. They actually have to have the teams inside the business with the right tools to be able to build those experiences really fast and change those experiences on the fly and do it across multiple markets and multiple languages. It's complex. Bridget Perry knows a thing or two about helping marketers and creatives get access to the proper tools to get things done at the speed at which they require. Bridget served as the CMO of Adobe Europe when the company pivoted to a SaaS platform, and she is now the CMO of Contentful, where she is helping marketers push out all of the content they need to at the pace and scale they require. On this episode of Marketing Trends, Bridget explains why headless content management systems are the future of content distribution systems. And she dives into the importance of creating a seamless customer experience that reaches your customers across all endpoints. Enjoy this episode. This message is brought to you by Salesforce. Hey marketers, today's B2B buyers are more complex than ever. And every buying committee has different needs and goals. Salesforce can help. We'll show you how to put each and every customer at the center of your B2B marketing strategy. And you'll learn how top brands like Lyft approach account-based marketing. Salesforce, market to every account, speak to every buyer. Find free B2B marketing and ABM resources at sfdc.co slash every dash buyer. Welcome to Marketing Trends. I'm Ian Faison, host of Marketing Trends, and today we are joined by special guest, Bridget. How are you? Very good. How are you, Ian? I'm doing great. I'm excited to have you on the show. I'm thrilled to talk about Contentful uh, and, and all the amazing stuff that you're doing uh, and your background. So uh, let's get into it. How'd you get started in marketing? Oh, wow. How did I get started? Well, I actually um, started right out of business school. I went into uh, working at a digital agency. And this was kind of at the time that internet was kind of taking off. And I ended up working um, at an agency. And at this agency, we're helping companies kind of uh, take advantage of internet technologies, launch new businesses, you know, take advantage of with large companies, take advantage of this opportunity to, to start new business lines and just kind of got hooked on technology and got hooked on digital at that point. And so flash forward to today, tell me about Contentful. Tell me about what it means to be CMO. Wow. Well, flash forward to today. So what I didn't share with you is that, you know, I started in digital right? And that was during the first wave of digital. But, um, you know, fast forward to today, you know, digital has come a really long way, right? So we've gone through a few more waves of digital. And what I would say is that, you know, today we're in what I call the digital first wave, right? Where the digital is now the first point of entry for every individual and every business around the world. Um, when you think about it, right? We all have mobile devices. Our first point of contact with a company or a brand is through digital. 
you know, it changes the game for the way that a CMO um, and really the way that most companies operate their businesses. And so, you know, fast forward today for me at Contentful, you know, I kind of wear two hats. One is that as a CMO here, I'm thinking about that all the time. I'm thinking about that in the context of how customers engage with our brand and how they enter our, our uh, brand and our product through digital. And I'm thinking about those experiences that customers have as they come in and they onboard and they use the product. I'm also thinking about it in terms of what we offer businesses, right? So Contentful is a content platform that enables businesses to do digital better, faster. And it's essentially powering digital experiences for some of the most disruptive kind of digital native direct-to-consumer brands, as well as over 30% of the Fortune 500 companies that are doing digital and putting digital at the center of their business. Yeah. Can you share more about some of the companies that, uh, that you work with and, and that are Contentful customers? Absolutely. So, I mean, we work with a whole range of companies and brands around the world. And I mentioned earlier that some of them are brands that are what we might consider to be digital native or direct to consumer and really kind of disrupting their industries. So brands like Nordstrom's Trunk Club, right? And so many of you guys know that that was a business that Nordstrom actually bought. It was a direct to consumer business that was basically taking retail um, and flipping it on its head essentially allowing individuals to choose what they wanted to see in terms of the types of outfits they wanted to wear, selecting it, you know, helping put that outfit together and then sending it to consumers so that they can then try it on and decide what they wanted to keep and send back what they didn't want. Well, as you can imagine, this completely was turning traditional retail on its head. Nordstrom Trunk Club is a customer of Contentfuls and essentially Contentfuls helping Nordstrom Trunk Club to be able to deliver multiple experiences across web and app, multiple campaigns, you know, continuously. And it's enabling those teams to be able to do that as one team faster and better. So within a lot of companies, there are teams of what we call digital builders. Those are developers, designers, content creators, all working together in a fast and iterative pace to be able to design the experiences that they want to deliver through web, through apps, you know, and through other devices in kind of real time. And so Contentful really is the platform that Nordstrom Trunk Club is using to be able to allow their teams to work together asynchronously, iteratively, in an agile manner to be able to quickly deliver these campaigns and these experiences to the consumer. And that's really what's powering their business. So that's one example of kind of a disruptive business. We also have very large brands that are looking at putting digital at the center of their business. Um, and so I can talk more about Ikea, which is a business that is a very traditional retailer, right? Um, but with yeah. COVID, they had to make some quick shifts and they had to turn their model to a model that was um, much more conducive to the way that people were buying you know, and buying through online. So they took their catalog and they turned it into a digital experience and they enabled their markets to adapt that experience to the local market and to provide that um, changes real time for their end customer. Yeah, it seems like so many of the direct-to-consumer companies, um, the, the digital natives, have to have, obviously, such strong digital funnels, such a strong content approach, you know, out of necessity, right? There's no other way to do it. Uh, and you just, you, you wouldn't be successful otherwise. Absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, are these folks um, that you're working with, uh, do you kind of find that they're they're pushing uh, the limits of of 
marketing and, and, and innovating in a way and using the product in a way that, you know, you're even surprised by as a CMO, like, wow, I didn't, I didn't even know some of the things that, uh, that these folks are, are, are doing or could be doing because of how, how rich and diverse the problem sets that they have and the teams that they have to develop some, some amazing marketing campaigns. Yeah. I mean, you know, what's really interesting is that, you know, what's happened, you know, since the first wave of digital where digital was mostly just a website to today where digital really is, it's everywhere, right? It's, it's, you know, through apps, websites, on your phone, through Alexas, through other, through digital screens. It's basically every point of contact that your consumer is engaging with your brand. And so essentially as a marketer, you're thinking about that entire customer experience end to end. It's an entire, you know, a story, a conversation that you're having with a customer and an experience you're providing across all of those touch points. And even, you know, through gatekeepers or through, um, channels that you don't own yourself. And so what we're finding is that a lot of our customers are trying to do this. And historically, they were trying to do it and to do it in a siloed manner across those different channels using technologies that didn't work together well. Well, fast forward to today, we have a number of our customers that through technology like Contentful are able to deliver this experience regardless of where it's where the endpoint is or what we call what the head, you know, the head or the endpoint of that experience is. They're able to put content in one place, update that content in one place and deliver that content and experience, you know, and, and engaging with the customer throughout that customer's journey. And so, you know, to bring it down to like a real story, a real example, and some of the things that were kind of surprising in many ways is that you take um, a customer like Atlassian, right? And Atlassian, you know, is a company that is in the software as a service business. They're basically enabling um, teams and individuals to work together better, faster. And they're producing a number of different tools and technologies that, you know, individuals might need to learn about how to use them. And so they're using Contentful to be able to update their documentation, update their customer portal and provide support to customers in their portal. And also the same content is powering their product itself so that inside their product, they'll expose different points of communication to expose help or content or guiding people through the product. It's all tapping into the same content and that same message and experience they're able to deliver across all of those different surfaces or touch points that customer that's going through that journey with, with Atlassian has access to. And so that's kind of an interesting use case of contentful and of this desire for companies and marketers to be able to be able to to deliver this seamless experience regardless of where the end consumer or user is engaging with that brand. Yeah, so can and can you explain a little bit more about like this idea of like headless um cuz it it's not something I was super familiar with. Oh yeah, certainly. So I mean, if you think about um content, digital content, right? Content needs to go in a lot of different places, right? It needs to go onto your website. It needs to go into an app. It needs to go onto into an Alexa at sometimes or onto a screen or into devices. And the old way of doing content and managing content was to manage it for a specific channel or endpoint. The problem with that, so let's take web content. Most when websites were built, they were designed to be able to feed a website right? But you couldn't actually take that same content and use that content 
to feed an app or to power a screen or to power some other, you know, a product, right? Well, now with, with what's called headless CMS, right? It's basically a platform that stores content inside that platform and enables that content to get pulled into these various heads or endpoints of where the content needs to go. So that's the notion of decoupling the head from the body or from where the, the content actually sits. So what are the advantages of using headless uh, CMS versus, um, versus not? Yeah. So, I mean, content needs to go into um, a lot of different locations. And as a marketer, you know, content needs to move in many cases faster than the code that developers are writing to be able to deliver digital experiences. And so as a marketer, you want to be able to actually update that content frequently. The example of the Nordstrom Trunk Club, the marketers in Nordstrom Trunk Club are are operating or executing multiple campaigns on a regular basis. And what that means is they're continuously updating the content based on, you know, different personas or audiences that they're reaching or different individuals. So they're constantly updating content. In traditional content management, you often will have to work through engineering or development developers to be able to update that content. It created a big bottleneck for the for updating content on the fly and being able to make these quick changes to the overall experience you're delivering your customers. And so for marketers, headless enables and a content platform enables them to go in and make these changes on their own and basically ensure that the content that's sitting in that platform is always up to date. It's reused, it's repurposed, and it's and you're able to kind of move fast in an agile manner to respond to what your consumers want. From a developer perspective, a content platform like this enables developers to know that there's a content system of record that they can pull content into the experience they're designing and delivering for the front end. And so they are not reliant also, or they don't have to spend time on updating or making sure that they're getting the right content or writing to the right location of content, when it sits in a platform, they know that that content is there and that they can pull on it when they're designing that front-end experience for delivery. Is this the, the evolution of, of content management? It, like, is it, are there downsides to this? Are we going backwards uh, ever? Or is this just the new normal? It's part of a new wave of doing digital, is what I would say. And that is that, you know, if you look at the industry, if you look at the market overall, as we've gone through these waves of digital, what's become clear is that companies that are not able to put digital at the center of their business are falling behind. And those are, you know, there's countless examples, right? So you've got countless brands that are going out of business um, or are not keeping up or not staying relevant. And so the brands that are putting it at the center, it's not just about putting it at the center. They actually have to continuously adapt and move quickly to meet what consumers are expecting. And so it's creating this pressure for businesses to have a new set of technologies that allow them to move fast, to make changes, for their teams to work together kind of iteratively in an agile, asynchronous way. And Contentful is one of those new breeds of technologies, right? We're what we call API first, we're in the cloud, microservices oriented and headless. There are a whole wave of other technologies that are taking the same approach it's what we call mock. It's a mock approach. And it's enabling digital teams to be able to build digital experiences together faster. That's really where the, the industry is moving. That's where, where businesses, 
you know, businesses in order for businesses to stay relevant and adapt quickly, they need their teams to be able to build these experiences faster. And there's a whole set of new technologies, Contentful being one of them, that it's enabling these digital builders to move faster and build digital better. So how does this change the marketing team makeup? Like what is what does this mean in terms of like either money saved or resources reallocated or or just a shift in focus of how marketing teams can can operate by using something like this? So I mean what we're seeing in a number of companies and especially um, companies that are not digital native or born in the digital era, comp- more traditional companies that have been building digital into their business. We see that these companies are are basically investing in resources that we call digital teams or digital builders. Those digital builders are comprised of marketers alongside developers, front-end designers, right? And oftentimes also other members of the business, whether it's people that are concerned with the overall customer experience, it may be members on the sales side, members within product. And so these digital teams are coming together and they're working together cross-functionally putting the customer at the center and thinking about what's that customer experience that we want to create? What are we trying to drive in terms of business outcomes, right? And so this wave of digital builders are like a number of companies that are trying to figure out how to do this are breaking down these silos that exist in organizations, bringing these teams together and enabling these teams with a set of tools that allow them to build digital experiences together these tools are allowing marketers to do their job and use the, you know, have the right interface for them to do their job and to align with their own workflows. But at the same time, it allows them to be working together with the designers and the developers who are also really important parts of the team to be able to launch these experiences. Yeah. So uh, why were you so interested in, in joining Contentful and, and share a little bit about uh about how that shift happened from from Adobe. Yeah, sure. So um, maybe I'll go backwards a little bit just to say that I joined Adobe at a time when Adobe was going through a pretty significant shift. This was in 2011 when Adobe made a big decision to move its technology into the cloud. So it had historically been a, a licensed packaged software company that sold its software, creative suite, and others through a a traditional reseller channel. And, um, you know, what was happening at that time was the market was moving pretty quickly um, toward the cloud. And Adobe said, you know what, we're going to make a big, bold move, and we're going to take this and move into a subscription-based business model. And I joined just at that time, actually. I was at Microsoft for about 10 years before that, and was looking to, you know, seeing what was happening in the market, saw what was happening with the cloud and was looking actually for an opportunity to join a company that was going to make a move like this. So it was also at a time when this was the wave of digital, where it was no longer just about websites. It was also about mobile and it was also about digital marketing, right? It was this advertising driven wave of digital and Adobe at that time also had just purchased Omniture and was building out some of its digital marketing tools. And so I joined to actually help Adobe build that business up, the digital marketing business. And there was an incredible wave and and a strong interest among companies, CMOs and heads of digital for tools that would allow them or enable them 
to be able to build and deliver digital experiences um, cross-channel, right? And so that was kind of the beginning of this wave of digital and Adobe pioneered and built out the digital marketing cloud or the Adobe marketing cloud at that time. And so I kind of led and rode that wave with the business over about an eight-year period of time into what became a multi-billion dollar business. Now, you know, I would say that we started to see that there were a number of challenges and problems with that approach. We saw a number of customers realizing that actually it takes a pretty significant investment to implement this technology and not just to implement it, but actually to operate it. We actually saw it ourselves at Adobe because we used it ourselves. It wasn't that simple. People were saying, how do we do this? How do we get our teams to work together? How do we, how do we make sure that um, we're getting value out of this? Fast forward to today, I saw that the market was changing, that there is a new wave of technologies that are out there in a different way of doing digital. And these are, as I mentioned earlier, cloud native, microservices oriented, API first, headless technology. And Contentful being one of those technologies along with an ecosystem of partners. And why this is interesting is I really believe that this is the next wave for companies to be able to do digital faster at a much more um, cost-effective way. And probably it's less about cost, it's more about speed and agility. And so, as I mentioned, it's, you know, our world has changed with the pandemic. We all realize that it's accelerated that change. We all live in a digital first world and businesses have to adapt to that. And businesses to adapt to that, they actually have to have the teams inside the business with the right tools to be able to build those experiences really fast and change those experiences on the fly and do it across multiple markets and multiple languages. It's complex. It can be costly, but I think this next wave of technology, this next generation of tools is enabling that to happen faster and enabling it, those teams to work together better. Yeah, it's interesting. We, we've talked on the show in the past about how, how much marketing has changed in terms of uh, the speed in which campaigns can be delivered, measured, changed. It's almost like, uh, especially when you have tools like Contentful now uh, and you can change your messaging but so marketers have this opportunity now that it's not just, you know, spend six months uh, or spend your budget cycle planning your campaigns, getting all your uh, your messaging and your position, positioning straight, you know, launching that stuff. And then, okay, we're not going to change it for, for another year or even to go back way further than that. You know, hey, we're going to we're going to launch all these, you know, super long term campaigns. Uh, you know, back in the days with with like advertising and Madison Avenue, stuff like that, and, you know, leveraging those sort of things. Now, speed is so important, but speed isn't necessarily a muscle that marketers have. Like D2C companies, as, as we talked about, they have speed as a muscle because they were built digitally and they they had to have speed to be able to respond in a moment's notice. They knew that on Black Friday, they need to move you know, 10,000 units in, in 24 hours or, or in one hour or in five seconds, uh, or whatever it is like, there's those sort of challenge. I mean, like that, that was never, it was never a thing. It was never something that marketers had to worry about. You didn't have to worry about, you know, uh, I mean, obviously your website going down, that's been going for a long time, but, uh, now it's, 
every one of your your digital properties uh, potentially going down, every single thing happening at the exact same time. And it allows you to be much more creative. I'm just curious, like, what do you think marketers can do and CMOs can do to incorporate speed into their teams when that's not traditionally something that they have? And then conversely, how do you not over tinker? Just because you have the tool now to be able to change copy at a moment's notice, how do you make sure that you are keeping those important threads and positions, you know, secure over over a longer period of time? Well, I, I think that you're absolutely right in terms of what's possible and and also what the need is and what's happening with the way marketers are need to do their jobs, marketers are doing their jobs. What's really fascinating is that what we see is almost a, a software development methodology that has taken hold within the way marketers do their jobs. So this notion of agile, it's that concept of you're, you're putting teams together to be able to do quick sprints, to be able to test, put things out there, use data to get insight, to learn, you know, to adapt. And this new way of marketing, it essentially is driven by the external market, by what the business needs, by what consumers expect, right? But it's supported by what's possible today, which is data, content, and the technology for delivery. And so it's really fascinating to see how, you know, I've been working in marketing now for over 20 years to see how this whole industry has been completely reshaped as a result of what's possible today with what's available from a data content and technology perspective. So that's that's super fascinating. I hadn't really ever thought of it that way and I'm and I'm glad you painted the picture cuz I could never really figure out like how to describe growth marketing in a way that was um I think growth marketing kind of gets thrown around for a lot of different things, but it's like there's this ingredient. We all know about, you know, A/B testing and split testing and and being iterative and working on all those things. But you're so right that it drives from this agile approach of software development where it's like the marketing teams can now be so much more agile. And when you have a benefit like that and, and you have that DNA in your marketing team, it completely changes how you think about doing things and what, what is possible. It's, it's a great point that uh, of having agile in your marketing teams you know, stack. We talk about that with like social media teams a lot now, where it's like your social media team needs to be very agile and responsive because you can you can get a lot of benefits when you're you know Wendy. We've had uh, folks who, who on the on the Wendy's uh, social media teams that have come on the show and talked about that. Obviously, those folks are agile, but yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, well, you know, earlier we talked a little bit about the digital teams, right? What's really interesting is that you know traditional companies are used to operating in these functional silos, right? Marketing operating separately from, you know, product operating separately from, you know, maybe uh, the technology teams. And what's happening today in marketing and across some of the companies that are getting digital is that they are bringing these teams together and working in an agile format, right? And the, the tools and the technologies are the underpinning or the supporting mechanisms for those teams to work together and get work done faster. So that's another development that we're seeing that sits alongside this. It's no longer about a marketing team working in a silo or even teams within marketing working in silos. Today, 
you have to organize around the customer, around that journey, that end experience. And you need to, I, to work together in that agile manner, um, cross-functionally and, you know, with the right agile approach. And so how do we make sure our message is, is getting through? How do we make sure we don't over tinker and, and, and do that stuff? Because I know, I know we all love changing copy as much as humanly possible. Um, but, uh, but, you know, it's the old adage that uh, once, once uh, your marketing team gets sick of hearing it, it's probably starting to reach your customers. Well, it's funny because I see actually the opposite happening. And when I say that, it's that I see more often than not static experiences, right? So I see it from a consumer perspective. I don't see enough adaptation and iteration and, and movement in terms of, and consistency in terms of the experience and the message and the, even the content across channels from a consumer perspective. And I think part of that is that the teams have a really difficult time doing it. I think, you know, you do actually need a methodology, a framework, an approach, a technology platform to be able to do that. I think today, you know, sure, the big challenge is with having the right level of data and the right level of insight to make the right changes, right? And then having the platform to be able to enable your teams to make those changes. So it's funny, I see, I actually see the opposite of what you see. You know, when you're, when you're actually in, in marketing yourself, you think that you're constantly making these changes, but from a consumer or external perspective, those changes are a lot slower than what you might expect. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I think I also, I look a lot at B2B as well. So maybe that's part of where it comes from, where I think there's some level of consistency in B2B that maybe um, I think people jump personally. I think people jump off of some certain types of positioning a little too often. Yeah. And maybe what you're referring to is message consistency, right? Because I think think that's a real challenge. Yeah. It's a real challenge for for most companies to ensure that you've got that brand and message consistency. And it is a content challenge because as we talked about before, if you have content sitting in all different places um, and feeding all different channels, you're not going to have that message consistency and content consistency. And so that is the advantage of having a single content platform, which is essentially becomes your content system of record. And that enables consistency. It enables you to be able to tell that story and make the changes in local markets that are conducive or that are um, appropriate, right? For that, for that market and for that culture, for that, you know, time zone or environment, but there's still that consistent thread of your brand and your message. It's really hard for companies to do this, but a content platform, I think, is just so foundational. Yeah. So, how do, how do you do this? Can you can you share a little bit um, behind the curtain of how you think about marketing Contentful? Uh, what types of things are you doing? What are some of your favorite campaigns that that you're working on and all that? Yeah. I mean, so first off, how do we do it? We use Contentful ourselves, right? And Contentful is something that um, you know the team lives and breathes. Right. So I see it in real time. You know, I'll see it um, through Slack channels where somebody will send a message. Hey, this is this. We need to make this change or I see this is this is wrong or or we need to fix this message or what have you. And in real time, you know, or not real time, but maybe in 20 minutes later, you see the change that's made. And so I just see agility happening in real time with the team that's um, making changes to our message, you know, launching new content in the context of our campaigns, 
and being able to do it without having to wait for developer resources or developer time. So it's really fun as a CMO of a company that's kind of growing rapidly to be able to see that your teams can actually use your own technology to make those changes and ensure the story is told consistently and the message is consistent and do it in matters of minutes and hours instead of days, weeks, and months. Uh, the second part of your question was just um, around what, what are we working on now, right? So what's, what's kind of the interesting thing, that new campaign that we've got going? And in light of the pandemic, what we realized a year ago was that this insight, you know, that companies have to do digital better and they have to move fast. And so we've got a campaign that we've launched. It's called the Digital First, Digital Fast campaign. And it's really a campaign that speaks directly to the digital builders at companies that are trying to build faster, better experiences for their customer and impact and drive growth to their business. We're, you know, we just actually did our um, second Blueprints event where we had a number of customers and partners and essentially digital builders talking about how they're doing it. And um, there's more to come, but we're looking forward to kind of you know, having the digital builder at the heart or the front and center of this campaign, because that's really what it's about. It's, it's about enabling the teams to be able to do this work and giving them the right tools to do it and work together. I like that. Um, do you find that you get pushback on the digital first piece or is everybody like even the most reluctant folks are like, yeah, okay, I need, I need to be digital first. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard any pushback on digital first because I think especially with what's going on in the world today, everyone recognizes the need for their business to be digital first. I mean, businesses for a period of time, digital was the only door to their business. And so I think that, you know, absolutely, I haven't heard any, any pushback. And I think we see so many examples of companies who, who have treated digital maybe as a channel but not as, as something that is a core component of their business, you know, becoming irrelevant, falling to the wayside, you know? I mean, we've got great examples um, just um, recently, you know, with uh, companies like Barney's, for example, right? Going out of business, who would have thought that? But they didn't put digital first. They didn't put it at the center of their business, right? And they weren't able to survive. And you've got brands like Nike or Adidas that even before the pandemic hit, they realized that even though they had built out their store footprint, they realized they actually had to start to scale back and then take that same investment and put it into their digital experience. And they recognized that the digital, digital was really the front door of their business. The digital store was their store. And both businesses are actually surviving and thriving. They've adapted and they are um, innovating, you know, with apps and driving customer loyalty through creating mechanisms for them to have an experience with their own, you know, products, right? Um, you've got Lululemon, another great example. It's put digital first. You go there, you can sign up and do, or not even sign up. You can just experience a yoga class, right? So they're creating an experience around their brand and it's all powered by digital. And they're able to connect with consumers in a way that traditional brands that haven't put digital first are not able to do. So I think, you know, we'll see over the next few years, there's going to be a real 
gap between the leaders and those that, you know, become defunct. And it's going to be those businesses that have figured it out, right? That just like the direct-to-consumer business, they've adopted the playbook of those direct-to-consumer businesses and put it at the center of their business. And um, they're going to continue to thrive and, and break apart from the rest. You spent a lot of time uh, at Adobe working on both um, B2C, B2B, um, all sorts of cool stuff, you know, focused a bunch on, on enterprise, which is always near and dear to our hearts here on Marketing Trends. Any takeaways or uh, tidbits uh, that you learned for making great, uh, great SaaS marketing and, and going through that transformation of, of bringing, uh, bringing that cloud to be cloud? I would say that one of the biggest lessons in maybe the last seven or eight years is, and it's been a lesson as, you know, as SaaS has taken hold, that as marketers, our role is not just in acquisition, right? Or as a B2B marketer, our role is not just in new lead generation, but our role is in the entire customer experience. And when you think about a SaaS business model, it's not just about acquiring a customer, it's about actually getting them to use the, the technology and you know, to get value out of it, right? So that's a marketing challenge, right? That's a challenge for the business model and marketing plays a role in that as well, um, along with customer success and customer support. And so the big learning and lesson and takeaway is that marketing is really about ensuring that the customer journey end to end is fantastic, right? It's seamless. It's frictionless. It's a journey that is delivering on the promise of what you, um, the picture you painted before they became the customer is actually delivered once they become a customer. And that's a very different approach or a challenge for marketing than in the, the earlier days where it was just about um, acquisition. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, one of the things that um, I, I recently, as we all have, have been buying uh, some stuff online because I'm getting ready to have a baby and buying all this stuff. And it's so funny that a marketer's job is thinking about time to value, right? Like, are they actually getting getting value from this thing? And I got an email the other day from someone who I had bought something from, but it hadn't been delivered yet. Mm-hmm. And it was like trying to, you know, sell some other product in their product suite or whatever. And I was like, how clunky is that? Right. I haven't even, you haven't even shipped it. You're, you've delayed the shipment by a month. Uh, it's a rug. Uh, we're waiting on this rug and they're trying to sell me other stuff. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, how about you figure out your rug? Like, give me this thing. <laughs> like, I don't know what absolutely. we got to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And you're like, a marketer wrote those words, uh, wrote those, that sales copy uh, or wrote that marketing copy. They scheduled the email. They did all that stuff. And they have no idea that, that they're alienating a customer. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, you've probably also had the experience where a brand has gotten it right. You know, I think about brands like Airbnb or um, a brand similar to Nordstrom Trunk Club like Stitch Fix. It's just seamless, right? And they get it right. And it's a delightful experience. And guess what? You stay a customer. You stay a customer and you tell your friends and your friends become customers. And, you know, this type of marketing is the new way of marketing, right? Because then it has, it, it's compounding effect, right? It becomes viral. You're, you're, you know, marketing almost your customers are doing your job for you 
because they're sharing with other customers and passing the word on. Okay, last question before our lightning round here. What's next for Contentful? What do you uh, What do you got coming up? So we have a lot coming up. Um, it's you know we're growing like gangbusters. We are you know experiencing what I would refer to as the the COVID tailwind, and what we talked about before. More and more businesses realize the need for speed and the need to do uh, to have the right tools in place. And so we are continuing to grow rapidly. I didn't mention this earlier, but we were founded in Berlin. We have a hub there. We have a hub in San Francisco. We're opening up a new a hub in Denver. Um, so that's coming up. We are uh, you know, planning to continue to release more things on our platform. We just released two new apps called Contentful Compose and Contentful Launch, two apps that help marketers update, adapt, and publish and schedule releases of content and campaigns. So adding some more um, capability and functionality to the platform for making marketers and those teams, those content teams, be able to work together better, faster. There, and there's a lot more coming um, in the coming months and quarters. So it's just great, a great time to be at Contentful and a great time to kind of be working in this, in this space. Okay, let's get to our lightning round. These questions are fast and easy, just like marketing with Salesforce. You can go to salesforce.com slash marketing to learn more about marketing on the world's number one CRM that is Salesforce. Put your customer at the center of every interaction. Go to salesforce.com slash marketing to learn more. Lightning round questions. Bridget, are you ready? I think so. What is this about? <laughs> <laughs> it's all secretive until, uh, until they come. Number one, what's your favorite thing to do outside? Run. I'm a runner. I run all over the city. Any favorite, uh, any favorite trails out there in, uh, or up there in Seattle? Well, I do what I call the Republic of Ballard. So uh, I live in a neighborhood called Ballard and I run the perimeter, which is roughly eight, eight, between eight and 10 miles. Um, and I'll do that at least once a week, but I run a few other times. That's my favorite. Do you have any marketing campaigns that uh, either, you know, growing up or in recent years uh, have been your particular favorites that, that were not ones that you created? Oh, that were not ones. I was going to share a favorite of mine that, oh, you can I, do that too. I participated in creating. Yeah. And that was uh, Marketing is Bull****. And that was a campaign that Adobe launched back in around 2012 when we were uh, launching our marketing cloud. And so it was uh, one of those kind of jolt campaigns to get people to pay attention that we're here and we're here to make sure that marketing is not, it actually is not bull. And there's a lot that you can do with marketing and a lot of ways to measure the impact of marketing. I love that. That's classic. Super classic. Uh, when this is all said and done, all of this, uh, all the pandemic and you're going on vacation somewhere in the world, where are you headed? I just recently spent two years abroad. I think, you know, um, while I was with Adobe, I was leading Adobe's marketing in Europe and I lived in London and uh, our trip was somewhat curtailed by the pandemic or we were still there, but we didn't get to travel quite as much as we would have liked. And so I think our first trip back would probably be both to London and then uh, hitting some of the spots like um, Norway, spend more time in Portugal 
hit up uh, Spain and spend a lot more time there. So just the spots that we didn't quite get enough time in. Best advice for a first-time CMO? Always be learning, always be testing, trying new things, adapting, learning, and innovating. Wonderful. Bridget, thanks so much for coming on the show. Everybody check out, uh, go to contemplo.com to learn more. Thanks so much for uh, for joining and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, you guys. Have a good day. Marketing Trends Podcast is brought to you by Salesforce. Discover marketing built on the world's number one CRM, Salesforce. Put your customer at the center of every interaction. Automate engagement with each customer and build your marketing strategy around the entire customer journey. Salesforce, we bring marketing and engagement together. Learn more at salesforce.com slash marketing.